UX Podcast Episode 33. Listening to UX Podcast brought to you from Stockholm, Sweden. For people passionate about balancing business, technology, and users within the realm of digital media. Helping you break down silos, here are your hosts, James Royal Lawson and Pear Axboom. Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of UX Podcast. You're listening to. They know it. I know they know it. Because they said it at the start now. (laughs) That's our new thing. (laughs) We remembered. (laughs) The new thing for 2013. He's saying the episode number yeah. in the beginning. You're listening to me, Pat Expo. <laughs> and me, James Roy Lawson. Yeah. And uh, 2013 is what we're going to be talking about. We're actually sitting uh, this time at James's house, but not in the studio. Yeah, because when you came, I was I was here making a cup of tea. Yeah, and, and I got some coffee and we sat down at the kitchen table and we talked for two hours. Yeah, two hours. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, two hours. So you kind of... <laughs> So you'd think we knew what we were talking about. Yeah. No. But we, we weren't really on topic all the two hours. Mm. No. But it's winter outside and it's really beautiful, actually. It's snowing slightly. Oh, yeah. Very slightly. Nice. Mm. Uh, so uh, we don't have a guest today, but we are going to be talking about a blog post and just one blog post this time. It's a link show with literally a link. One link. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, like I said, we're going to be talking about the design trends for 2013, because what, what better way to start off this year uh, with our first show doing the design trends. And you found you this know, article, I'm, James. I'm going I'm to start off, actually, by mm-hmm. throwing a question at you. Yeah, sure. What's your hope, your, your like UX design, or UX hope for 2013? You, you start off putting me on the spot yeah, about something like, we have not talked about. <laughs> we spent two hours talking about everything from train crashes yeah. through to design trends. And, and now I'm throwing a question that you have not prepared for. Yeah. There you go. Uh, of course I have prepared for it because I always prepare in December what you I'm going to be doing next year. You've always got an answer yeah, for stuff. Yeah, I'm always mm. prepared. Uh, I want people to realize that it's not, not all about flat interfaces. I want people to realize that UX is a lot more than grabbing the best tool that you have, whatever it is, and start dragging and dropping uh, uh, like form fields uh, prepared for you and doing wireframes as soon as you get a design problem. I want people to start mapping out uh, journey maps before they start sketching. Mm. I want people to realize that the solution may not be a form. The solution may be something completely different. Mm. And you want to be talking about the user goals instead of uh, designs, empty designs Mm. and sketches and wireframes. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be yeah, because I'm and I'm gonna throw that back at yeah, you, of course. I, I, yeah, of course you're gonna yeah. do that, and I'm gonna be a little bit more practical and think that and say that I, I, my for 2013, I'd really like us to start doing maybe responsive design that works. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> because it's gonna be. Oh, we're gonna talk about this yeah. later. Um, yeah. you know, I, 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 I'm too disappointed. I think with the user experience of. Um, Responsive design, I think, is terrible. I think this year is our chance to do a bit of optimizing here and there and make it. Yeah, I'm I'm quite unhappy with it as well. And and people just saying that responsive is a solution, and just jumping into it without thinking ahead. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a bandwagon requirement. Anyway, we're gonna that's that's Mm. further down this list. So we'll 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 come to that a little bit later. I'm sorry for jumping when you know put a question on you like that. (laughs) So so the uh, the article we're going to be looking at today is um, 13 design trends for 2013. It's on uh, theindustry.cc, uh, 
and the author's name is Gannon Burgett. Yep. Uh, so, th- it's quite a long list. I'm not sure we're going to be able to delve into each uh, one of these. Uh, we're probably going to try. We're probably going to try. Yeah, I think it's th- there's 13 on his list. Wow. But it, to be honest, Ooh. some of them are actually not trends. Yeah, some, some of them, of them are, are actually his... His hopes. Exactly yeah. What, Exactly yeah. why I asked the question at the beginning yeah. there. Because ah. he's basically pushed in some of his hopes for, mm. for 2013. True. So, why couldn't we? Mm. So, his first uh, observation is really about... Uh, Flat design is is the heading. And you mentioned flat design in your answer to my question, but you didn't mean it in this way. No, I didn't mean it in this way. This is this is like an interface trend where you don't you don't have the shadows, you don't have some skeuomorphism, and you don't have uh, stuff that looks anything like anything other than just flat icons and flat bricks. Hmm. And this is it's the window not, eight. It's, um, yeah, the interface design. It's not only natural, flat; it's it's, it's square as well. It's AOL hmm. nineteen ninety four or whatever. Yeah. Five. For me, this this is something that yeah, it looks good now, but it's gonna go out of style pretty quick. Oh, oh I I think it's um, I, to me it looks like we see in tablets. It's a it is a touch, it's it's a touchy feely interface. Yeah, uh, without going into it any more mm. deeper than that. And I, I mean, we see this kind of look in quite a lot of tablet mm. um, tablet applications, especially. Yeah, exactly. Um, but as far as transferring it into, um, I mean, okay, we're we gonna take this as web design trends. Well, g- general design trends, I think. Oh, but the, although it's, it's web and app, um, it is really. Yeah. If you look down the um, the entire list, mm-hmm. um, so so when it comes to this, I think I think we're gonna we're not gonna see this in 2013 transfer itself heavily to websites. Oh, maybe not. But I think one real benefit of it actually is if you remove all the three dimensional aspects of all the graphics, then mm-hmm. it's probably faster loading, and it's probably mm-hmm. a cleaner interface um, and. Slightly more focused, mm. maybe. But then again, you may lose some of the stuff that make people feel more comfortable with it as well. Yeah, and it's going to be full with animations, probably. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get to that as well. Oh. <laughs> well, number two on the list. Mm. Um, fewer buttons and more gestures. Ah. Mm. And with gestures here, he's actually into not the gestures that you make in 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 the air, but actually you're moving your fingers across the screen. Five fingers up or down or left or right uh, or whatever. Swiping and, yeah. And uh, sure, we we see a lot of that. uh, We we who have smartphones Mm. and use a lot of apps, uh, like I have a task management list that you swipe left, it deletes. If you swipe right, it moves it to to another list. You swipe and it deletes? With a, with a confirma- confirmation? Or? No, it moves it to an archive, so oh, you can always right. bring it back up. But, okay. So yeah. you're constantly going in there to bring things back up? No. no. It actually works. Really? <laughs> mm. But that, that's like a very specific application. Yeah. And if we're, um, if we're moving into a gestural uh, year here where people are going to be designing apps for more gestures, then we have to find the standards that are going to work. Mm. And there are so many gestures that you can think of and so many applications that this is going to be something that will cause a lot of confusion for people if you don't have the option of doing some mm. doing it in some other way as well, not just gestures. I mean, this is... Mm. The, that, that's my, my, one of my big concerns about this is that we're... we're oh, it's like keyboard shortcuts or whatever. That you, You've got them there and people, even after 20 years, still don't know some of the basic ones in, in Windows. Yeah. They get surprised when they see me doing a quick movement with my fingers. Mm. Oh, what did you just do? Yeah. Oh, I copied some text. Oh, how can you mm. do that with a keyboard? Mm. You know, it, it's, it's really stuff you've got to learn. And we're, you know, those of us that are giggly, grumpy old men mm. know that, uh, remember the um, Palm Pilots of the 90s? Right, yeah. 
And That's the Pod Pilots example. were, were um, a touchscreen mm. device, mobile, well, handheld mm. device. Um, you used a pen. You had a stylus yeah. um, that you drew on, you mm. wrote on the screen mm. with a stylus. Mm. And for Pine Pilots, it was, it was a specialized alphabet. Yeah. You had to learn how to write letters so that the Pine Pilot understood. So but it, it, did, very, it um, did work in the end. I was really fast at writing in on the it, end, actually. Yeah. And you'd learned about it. It yeah. was not, in, it, well, mm. it can suppose it was intuitive in the end and that you, several yeah. tries, you eventually mm. managed to get it to understand that that was mm. an F. Um, but I always liked the UIQ Symbian mm. interface because then I could write naturally, mm. pretty right. much, um, which is the key. You've got, it's mm. got to be natural. So mm. swipe, universal, mm. uh, ubiquitous, that the mm. swipe has become something which, you know, babies, or one toddlers are doing they're swiping TV screens they're swiping everything because they've learned that this is like opening a handle of a door you right, just yeah. do this movement with your hand but um, for them it's like changing a channel or going to another screen but as soon as you make the swipe do something else than mm-hmm. that then you're going to run into trouble so you can't the swipe has to be a kind of next function we've already established mm-hmm. it as a the general swipe mm-hmm. is a next the general swipe or is a next. back yeah Anything but else then you can you, you swipe single lines inside an application. That would be something else. Mm. Yeah, probably. Mm. But it's still mm. moving something. You're shifting something along. Yeah. I think when you're um, adding functions into the swipe, mm. we're causing confusion there, mm. and I think that's where it's going to fail. I mean, like you said about deleting mm. to go, you swipe backwards, you get deletes. Yeah. No, I think we're into muddy water there. I learned a new one the other day, actually, in, in tweet in Tweetbot. Oh. Yeah, learn mm. exactly. They're not intuitive. No. Uh, you tap three times to reply in Tweetbot. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you said, you, I think you, um, we talked about the yeah. five-finger five, the five finger swipe on the iPad. Right, yeah. Um, or Apple. It's actually four or five. It's four or five, yeah. I, know. I mean, my, I know my son, mm. um, he mm. was four. He was doing that on the, on the iPad. And yeah. I asked, I mean, what are you doing? How do you do that? Mm. He didn't know. Mm. And he, just, he just kind of got lazy. Instead yeah. of swiping with one finger, mm. he just started just rubbing his hand across the entire yeah. screen. I had no idea you could do that. Yeah. And I didn't until my home button stopped working mm. and I had to, yeah. had to use that. But, yeah, you have to learn these things. And, and, and hope you have a hand mm. and hope you have five fingers. And you have to think a lot about uh, if you're making this like a key p- component of your interface just being, being gesture-based, then you're addressing a specific target group, I think, mm. uh, who are really experienced. And perhaps you should consider allowing several methods like the keyboard shortcuts. Mm. There's always another method to actually do the same thing as well. Yeah. yeah. Yep, so gestures. So gestures, fine, fine, yeah. but standard. Yeah. We've really yeah. got to be careful about how how you know we use these. Mm. Um, <clears throat> okay. Oh, the third one coming up here is animation as affordance. Uh, and if you're not familiar with the word affordance, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it was probably. Oh, that's a first. That's was that's first. Phone ringing. We never had that before. We're <laughs> in a podcast. Amazing. Shut up. Shut Sorry. off there. Yeah. It was past uh, phone. Was it probably? It was not. Uh, it was not Jacob Nilsson who who actually coined the phrase for uh, who oh, cares? I can't remember. Mm. Uh, but it basically means that you, from just looking at something, you can understand how you operate it. Mm. Basically, and the, and the classic example is signals, you, you see signals that you see a chair, any shape or size, you probably know it's a chair, and you can sit on it. Mm. Uh, so. Uh. Uh, the example he gives in the article actually is something that I have ha- been having trouble with. Uh, when you when you want to access the camera real quick to take a photo on the iPhone, on the iPhone then you you can click on an icon on the home screen without unlocking it and access the camera. The lock screen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, lock screen exactly before you, before you actually go into the interface, and then you and then you I tap on that and it sort of starts jumping. 
and I tap on it again, and it jumps again. And I'm, under, I'm wondering, like am, am, I, am I tapping in the wrong space? What he's saying in the article, that, that shows you that you have to swipe. Again, swipe. Oh, a drag. Okay. Again, a gesture, yeah. You drag it to the top of the screen, and the camera appears. That was not at all obvious to me. In the article, he's posing it as something that really helps people understand. Uh, again, if you're going to be using animation as affordance, then probably, like you were saying, James, that should be something that you're using uh, consistently. Mm. So, so if you have one way of, of uh, addressing the user and explaining how things, ha things happen, then you should use that same way consistently. Mm. But if you're using animation as well, make, make, make sure you test it so that people actually understand it yeah. as well. I think, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of this because I think it's a, it's, a, it's a very subtle area that you need to be careful what you're doing. Mm. But what I do like, and I think it's related to this, mm. is um, is how apps and websites, are, you know, Facebook, Google, they're using a lot of these um, um, ways of putting a layer on top. They, they, they do it like a light box. They dim the, the yeah. page or something, and they put mm. a layer on top, which would maybe have an hour or something pointing to a new feature and saying, mm. oh, look, we've added a share button. Anyone and who's it, ever installed a new version of WordPress knows that you get yeah. these balloons telling exactly. you that these, this has happened and it's pointing to the right place. Yeah, and gives you yeah. an option. It says, um, learn more mm. or not now. Yeah. And, and that, I think... It's it's kind of a, a form of affordance, mm. but it's 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 saying, hey, you know, we've got this for you now. Mm. Can I can I explain this to you just now, or do you want to wait till later? Exactly. But it's it's made you aware of it without being really disruptive, mm. um, and then it disappears and it doesn't bother you again. Um, yeah. That that I like as a trend. Yep, I like that as well. And there there are companies offering just that type of uh, thing mm. that you can install on your on your site as well. Hamburger menu draw. It's the fourth mm. on this list. Interesting. The hamburger. Menu, I think that's. This is a direct consequence of, of uh, responsive websites. Yeah. What are you going to do and with the navigation the, issue? Yeah. What are you going to do with the menu when you when your screen size is not that big? Uh, and people actually suggested to me because I used one of the one of the th themes that you could buy from Google Themes, and it mm. added a menu uh, and this and this icon, uh, the hamburger menu drawer. It's, is is it a Twitter Bootstrap icon? Sorry. Is it a Twitter Bootstrap icon or? No, I, don't, I have no idea where it started, actually. Right. No idea. I don't know if that comes about. And, and oh. people said, that, 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 look, yeah, it is included in Bootstrap, but All I'm right. not sure that's where it started. Okay. And uh, for me, it wasn't obvious that that was an icon for a menu. Hmm. Uh, so basically, yeah, we click on it and, and the menu opens. But for me, why, why don't I just use the word menu, four <laughs> characters, and everybody will understand it instead of just 60%. Apart from, um, <laughs> apart from my son who can't read. Mm, yeah, but if I have an arrow in there as well, like an so you might as well jump a indicator, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. no, yeah, but you agree with me because <laughs> I know that Android has changed their icon as well. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, in, in Android, <laughs> the later versions of Android, four and upwards, um, the the menu has, has gone from being a, mm. a button on the phone mm. to being a, a, an icon yeah. in the um, interface, and. The, the Android hamburger. Mm. Does everybody know what we're talking about when no, we're saying I the hamburger menu? Do they ever know what we're talking no. about? <laughs> no. Let's not worry. So, yeah. um, it's, a, it's a square with three lines. It's an icon with, with three parallel. horizontal yeah. parallel lines yeah. that um, in, in some interfaces has been used to indicate here's a drop-down, yeah. a menu of some kind. Mm. Now, in Android, they don't have three horizontal lines. Mm. What they have is um, three vertical dots. Ah. It's, it's, almost, it's exactly the same icon, you mm. could say, but it's, it's shifted 90 degrees. And ah, yeah, the lines are, lines. lines are viewed from the side. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, you're getting really visually complicated here. <laughs> 
but but anyway, they, it's it's standard on Android now, and it's it's using you know all the applications and things. So so there you've got. Mm. You know, we know that Android is the mm. most established um, <laughs> smart, smartphone platform. Oh, what are right, you doing? Let's here? let's go on to five. <laughs> okay. This is ah, not, nice. This is not going to get us to be any less argumentative, is it? Native over web. Ta-da. Now we're, we we've been talking a lot about this over the last year, uh, or more. Mm. So. Do we go native or do we go, do we go web with our apps? And uh, he's saying native is the way to go here. He's basically saying it's a clear winner. Yeah, which we've not been seeing in the articles and the talks we've been hearing, which is kind of confusing as uh, well. And looking forward, we, we hmm. pretty much know it's not going to be that. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> we don't agree. No. No, I, I can see. Oh, well, trend. We have to say something about it. The trend yeah. could well be for more mm. native before we get more web, maybe, but I'm not sure. convinced. Yeah, I, I see Combined benefits of native apps, mm. absolutely. Uh, They're essential but, in some situations. But if you don't have the web app as well, probably, then you're going to lose a lot of customers. You've got to, be, mm. you've got to understand your target audience and your mm. goals, like, mm. like always, and, and mm. a native app. Especially, I mean, you, you, something I've complained about for years now, as, as a non-iPhone user, mm-hmm. I've got frustrated like hell multiple times when someone says, oh, well, there's this great app. Here, try it. Oh, but it's only on iPhone. They've, they've made the decision because mm-hmm. of keeping a startup, development costs, development mm-hmm. schedules. They focus on one platform mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. and shut out the, the Android market. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always said that that's a bit stupid given the size of Android and the speed at which it's growing. Yeah. And I, I still think it's it's... To have a plan where you stick to Android, even Flipboard in the end mm. went to Android. Yeah, um, yeah, but they, they, at least they did. Mm. A lot of apps still haven't come across to uh, true to Android, and that's my main reason for not switching from iPhone basically just yet. Yeah, because there's too many things you rely yeah. on. Um, I, yeah. But what, what we said before, and what I think, I mean, this this is a trend. It could be a it could continue as a blip during 2013 that we get more native than web mm. in situations where it's really necessary. But long term. You know, we it's it's web based, and you know, as more and more things, mm. more and more parts of the APIs get opened up mm. to HTML5, you can do more and more mm. web based. Um, and I think we get closer to what you've com- you've said about that. Users want just an icon on their home screen. Yeah, they don't care if it's native web. So it's I mean, it's, uh, they want it to work. Yeah. They want it to deliver uh, yeah. deliver for them. They do their tasks, and you know. But then again, for some apps where you need to access information, and you don't always have a connection. To the internet, mm-hmm. then probably you have a single task mm-hmm. applications like mm-hmm. like a task management app. Yeah. Perhaps I know that you Absolutely. don't agree. I, I don't. I don't even use. I use I mine's web based. I know, but I, I'm I'm thinking that there are single single application app, apps mm-hmm. <laughs> that probably could be. Yeah. You could make an argument that they're they're better in native, but generally uh, there's so much money to save mm, as well mm. and so much so many more people to reach if you have it web based yeah. yeah absolutely mm. uh, a year ago I got mm. a bit frustrated by mm. Ikebanken the bank here in, in um, Sweden yeah. uh, they won prizes for basically how well they did their internet banking stuff mm, um, okay. there were really good, some good things said about what they were doing and a year ago they announced they were going to do um, an app for the first time ever. Ah. And I said, oh, no, no, no. Suddenly mm. you've now got two developments. Mm. You've got two development processes because mm. you can't just reuse it. You've got to do it separately. Yep. You've doubled your budget and all the mm. rest of it. You're going to be distracted. You're going to stop. You know, the, mm. the web one's going to get left behind mm. or the app one's going to... Oh, no. Silly move. Mm. But you know, Have you followed up on that? No. No. I should do, really. <laughs> Coming up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. 
Uh, oh, so, straight uh, into uh, straight into the opposite <laughs> responsive if not, not native so he's adding um, it as a, as a yeah. clause here mm. so well, okay if you, if you aren't going to do native because I think you mm. should then um, do responsive instead mm. um, and he's basically saying then that there are lots of examples out there where you can get the native feeling of w- what we uh, people who know in the know is a native feeling that it actually is more responsive it works faster and stuff like that it's, you can accomplish that on the web now as well and his example is um, uh, Quartz. Which I what is it? I don't actually know what type of website that is. We'll I have no idea what... I actually don't know what that is. It looks like a magazine. It looks like a magazine. Yeah. Um, you know, we're just Buffy surfing. Okay. Oh, anyway, <laughs> we're we not gonna remember we have listeners. Yeah. yeah. Check out the show links afterwards. Yeah. Okay, why do websites... This is interesting. There's, there's a lot of... We so don't we, agree We don't need to talk anymore about responsive, do we? No. No. No, we, we listened to our previous shows. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about them enough. Mm. Like I said at the beginning. No, I did promise we'd talk a bit more about it at the very beginning. So I'll just say that I want, again, more optimization and responsive and, and remembering mm. that you know, people are mm. sat often on their mobiles mm. in a moving situation and downloading your mm. two meg website mm. to their mobile over 3G mm. is n- not a good user experience. Yeah. So stop it. Right, now you can go to seven. Im- images are a big problem in responsive. I'm, I'm sticking uh, yeah. to responsive now because that's something that hit me the other day. I was, I'm having so much trouble with my... my uh, we're going to have to... Oh, you're going to have to pause because I'm going to have to keep talking because yeah. Pez now got a message on his on his Mac saying the battery's going to run out and that's actually quite a crucial thing to um, to, to deal with. Um, you, you, Pez was going to talk a bit more about responsive um, and images. And um, that is one of the problems we've we've got unsolved. Um, the power's behind me, but um, that we need to dish up responsive images or images for for whole different such screen sizes from um, Retina tablets to um, to tiny, maybe even non-smartphones. Well, actually, no, the responsive wouldn't work with those. And I'm back. Yeah, I did a real <laughs> bad job of filling in. Sorry. Wow, we've never had that problem either before. <laughs> Phone ringing, power search. Okay, power dying. Okay, I'm back with images. And the thing, yeah, that's true. And, I, and the point I want to make is uh, there is no solution for handling images in a, in a great way, doing responsive today. And just just resizing an image, making it small, that makes you see less detail of the image. Sometimes you just want to focus in on a specific person. If you have a wide site, then you want the whole picture. If you have a small small side, you just want to cut out of that big mm. picture so that you can focus on the, on the, what you're showing. So it's a big issue because we've got you've got the, the whole process from from web editing or web management right the way through to how it looks on the device. Because you your image library, how do you source images? How yeah. do you how do you make sure you've got all the ones ready? Can you do it with one magical image? Mm. If you can't do it with one magical image, can we can a computer guess? Like you say, yeah. which part of the image is best to use rather than mm. just shrinking it? Because a shrunken image looks stupid in a lot of occasions. Exactly. Um, now, there's there's something you can really hope is is a breakthrough during 2013. Mm. But I'm not. It won't be. A, well, a trend will be dealing with it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Probably the trend will be mm. dealing with it badly. Mm. <laughs> way to way to look at it positively. <laughs> yes. Grumpy, grumpy old man. Yes. Hey, we got a grumpy old man again. Mm. Number seven. Why do why do websites? Mm. Let's shoot this one down. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like that, that's not a. 
<laughs> I mean, that's, this is not at all what we're seeing. Not wider websites. You you want to add more stuff to your interfaces? He just said, he's been saying up there, uh, less buttons, less cluttered interfaces. Now he's saying wider websites so you can add more stuff. Native apps, responsive designs, <laughs> yeah. and then suddenly wider websites. I don't, think this is, mm. I don't think this is a trend. I think this is based on the nonsense that um, Jakob Nielsen was spouting out with increasing his recommendation to yeah. 1,024. Uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm seeing some clients ask... Uh, why don't we use the whole screen real estate? And sometimes it does look strange, but we have that. I mean, <laughs> there are compromises always. Strange and strange. I, and uh, both you and I, James, we're advocates of, of single column websites, mm-hmm. uh, which make you focus on what's important mm-hmm. for people to accomplish their task instead of throwing so much stuff out there that's not going to help yep. them yep. Get, get, get along with solving whatever they came to do. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't buy this. So like a seven hundred pixel wide website leaves too much white space. I mean, I, I I'm sorry, but I don't mm. buy that as a problem. Don't no. make, don't leave it as white. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, because I'm, I'm yeah. Well, we, we could talk for hours about <laughs> that, and we've already. We'll refer back to if you want to know more about wider websites. I think it's worth listening to the um, the, the podcast we had a couple of episodes ago where we do talk about. Um, the viewport and, right. and how important yeah. the viewport is. I've forgotten the name of the episode, but we can. I can put a little link into it. Yeah, the, the one where we talk about Jacob's uh, article as well. Yeah, uh, larger fonts. This is one we actually yeah. do agree with. Oh yeah, and we hope for. We hope mm. this really does keep on going. There, I mean, and but still, there are so many websites out there that still have a twelve pixel font uh, in their what, co- body content. Yeah, what, area. He, what he says here in the trend is um, um, the trend is to, to to increase to twelve to fourteen. No, hold on, increase to um, sixteen to eighteen, mm. uh, been becoming the standard. Um, and yeah, I, I, um, I it's not that long ago I was you know hope or encouraging nagging clients to to go up. To ten or stay at ten at least because you know they had they were using eight yeah ridiculous tiny text um, and and then in recent years or at course, least they were using ten you argued for twelve maybe oh then, no and then we moved on to you know in the oh, beginning okay. it was Gosh. you know ten years ago or so then you were wow. fighting to get rid of the eights and, and keep it up to ten that's crazy um, and then in recent years you know I've been fighting to get them to twelve mm. but this last year I've I've realised that twelve doesn't cut anymore in fact in, in, in my Beanton mm. index where I analyse sites you only get points if you have thirteen or higher mm. right and. And I've I've noticed on some sites what it, it struck me the other week on um, eConsultancy.com that they only use twelve, mm. and I just didn't feel comfortable reading it. Yeah, it was too small. It, it combined as well with a mm. with a, mm. um, a a text length, a line mm. length that was too long. Because that's another thing. I'm, when you, I'm experiencing the, experiencing the same thing, and mm. maybe it's because we're getting older, James. Uh, we, yeah. we are we're getting, getting to that age. We're getting better at our jobs because we're getting older and, <laughs> and more disabled. Yeah, exactly. Our eyesight is, is failing. We're yeah. getting getting old <laughs> and get closer to the screen all the time. But nobody is. I mean, mm. I, twelve is in, a, in two or three years' time when I'm you know definitely trudging into my forties. Then mm. I'm going to start feeling really uncomfortable if anyone's using yeah, twelve. But if it, I would love. I, want to have my hands on an iPad mini right now because I have an iPad mm. mini mm. and text size of 12 out way unreadable you're going to be pinch zooming yeah absolutely because mm. it won't respond to the screen size because it can't because you can't detect it yeah uh-huh. <laughs> anyhow uh, no so this is this is great we should be moving us mm. to this but this, it doesn't really I want to keep this connected to 7 the, the wider sites thing mm. Because we have you have to remember this about line length mm. like I said to you that it's far too easy to to let your line length stretch to to more than the kind of magical you know, seventy five characters or yeah. you know, nine ten words, um, and no matter how big your font size is, you can't you, you don't feel comfortable reading line lengths that are more than that. True, I agree. So. 
Which means I have to do something about my sight. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay, uh, let's uh, kill another one. <laughs> oh, God. No, there was one, one we liked. Uh, we, yeah, yeah, the previous one. The previous one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Phew. Larger's... Boy, are we grumpy. Yeah. We're giggling, though, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, somebody said on Twitter, we're not grumpy old men, we're giggly old men. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure that's better. No. no. Well, the combination of two must be. Okay. <laughs> Larger search inputs is number nine. Big mm. search boxes on websites. Mm. And uh, the thing I think about this is that we've seen so many big search mm. uh, fields out there for this a while now. It's been a trend for many years. It was, uh, I think, 2011 yeah. feels like was the, the kind of breakthrough yeah. year for big search boxes. Uh, but you say it, James. What do we want to do with the search boxes? Get rid of them. Yes. Get rid of your search box. Mm. Uh, a lot of time, I think they're... Okay, uh, we're generalizing, as always, with these things. Um, you know, some of your e-commerce sites out there, I, I, you're going to... People are going to be having a lot of use from it. Yeah, but, I mean, if you have, like, a catalog... Mm. Of things, mm. yeah. Prob- yes, the search engine is going to work great because you're searching for a specific item. Yeah, but if and you can't rely on Google to, yeah. to basically mm. feed you mm. with all the search results mm. you need for, the, for that yeah. kind of situation. But you know the amount of the amount of WordPress blog. I mean, it annoys the hell out of me that WordPress has a search box, a standard yeah. for a blog. You don't need to search someone's little blog about their kind of you know their the parental leave blog when they're talking about their baby. I mean, yeah. you, know, you don't need that there. And most of these sites content sites simple content sites you don't need a search box google is fantastic people will search in google and find you in there your related articles maybe at the bottom of an article mm. is more important than a search box mm. um, what we are seeing this just you know where we're coming from is that people used i mean one one aspect of this is that the search engines are so bad often so they're not giving results that you expect well we just don't so put the time and effort yeah. into making them good and it's, and it's almost impossible to make them yeah, good you as don't google. have the time actually oh, to spend on, on, on nah. analyzing the search results as, as you should. should and we're not, we're not good enough with making the metadata good enough for Google, so yeah. how are we going to make it good enough for our own cobbled together yeah. search engine? So what we tend to see is that people get frustrated using the internal search engine and, and they move to Google and they find what they want. Uh, or so learn to give up with the search on the sites. Because yeah. well, a lot of time you search two or three times on Google mm. before even trying the on-site search yeah. because you know it's always disappointing. Mm. So... Um, Way to save screen real estate. Yep. Get rid of it. Yep. Make it big and then get rid of it. Imagine all the space that you save. Yep. <laughs> if you have a dedicated search page, then okay, have a big search mm. box. Mm. But if you if you you know if you're not got a dedicated mm. search page, mm. then I would get rid of it anyway. Mm. Save yourself some licensing costs. Okay, this is weird. Uh, number ten. Yeah. Gifts as design elements. Yeah. Not uh, really. This one's based on apparently Twitter replies and fellow industry writers. The gifts seem to be making an uprising online. Yeah, these, we I see these animated gifts uh, being shared on Google Plus. Yeah, that's where I'm seeing them. Yeah, they're annoying as hell. Mm. They are. I thought we got rid of them in the nineties. Mm. Damn. There's a reason we got rid of them. They were really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a like we were talking about a licensing thing as well, which we I'm haven't really analyzed so, if it's still there. But. I'm so glad that Facebook doesn't allow them. Yeah. <laughs> and we we don't want that. I I, th- I think he hasn't really understood that you can do animated PNGs. Yeah, probably. I, I think this is actually we're gonna. I think we should skip past we'll this because I think that. it's. I think yeah. he's just misunderstood it. Uh, this one, next one, is really Ooh, yeah. one we agree with, of course, but we're uh, not really sure where he's coming from. What? Designing for humans. Yeah. Which, of course, is what we're, we're all always doing. doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even if we're design, designing for machines, yeah. we're actually indirectly designing for humans. Yeah. So, so this is something that we, if we're not, you know, as far as the trend goes, mm. God, I'd hope our whole branch has been has been 
grounded on this um, principle of designing for humans. For many, many years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since we started building houses. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're constantly <laughs> designing for humans. Well, the machines haven't won yet. Mm. But um, I'd, like to, I'd like to take this and, and, and spin it a little bit. Um, during our warm-up conversation before, we, mm. um, we talked about how I'd like to, I'd like to design... Um, this, well, uh, we're always designed for humans. But I'd, I'd I'd like us to to not design um, for I kind of lost what I'm doing now. I'm not I'm on design for the end user more, and not just kind of a design group, but kind of people in the in yeah. the room. So pair um, up more with yeah developers and designers alike. Because yeah. uh, even even uh, what I'm experiencing experiencing is that if you're several designers on doing the same thing, mm-hmm. then that's helping as well. Mm-hmm. But team up with the, the whole uh, people I know that can do uh, prototypes really quick. That helps a lot, where you can actually skip a lot of the sketching and wireframing mm. thing. You can get something out there that you can test with users straight away. Yeah, because one of the situations, mm. designing for humans, mm. a, lot, a lot of the time, you're designing for your client, mm. not, not the humans, as in the humans are going to use it. We sit in these rooms, you've got a, a designer who's come up with a, mm. you know, three, mock- three mm. lovely Im- illustrations from Illustrator, uh, design suggestions, and you have to choose which one of the three you, you go with, yeah. and then you start picking pixel points with um, with one of the designs saying well I want to move that box up there and I want to make that bit uh, too much white mm. and so your client starts getting involved with the design process mm. and that's all before it even gets mm. anywhere near someone yeah. who can do code or, and we're looking at all these sites all the time and we're wondering why they suck but basically this, the answer is that they suck because you've done too much of the work already early on listening too much on basically opinions mm. and doing design decisions based on opinions in meetings. Yeah, too many people involved mm. with too many opinions mm. um, and and uh, an dodgy process to, yeah. take, to get it there. Um, so, so what we'd like, what I'd, what I'd like to see as a trend here is is um, yeah, design for humans, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Every year that can be a trend, <laughs> but I want us to do more designing direct, more, more HTML prototyping, and missing out mm. all kinds of stuff before. Yeah. Apart from the the the, the, um, the user um, journey, uh, yeah, then mapping and that, yeah, that kind of side w- of thing, it hooks up goals, well with what I was saying, tasks as well. and goals. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, fair enough. But mm. once we get into the nitty gritty of producing mm. something, and I want to mm. go straight into HTML or an app mm. or something, interesting. I've probably made a whole lot of people redundant. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, interaction design is still important. It just comes yeah. into it. In yeah, it maybe you have to do it differently than we're doing it today. Exactly. It's always it's always important. We're think, not saying that. No, but my my yeah. biggest hang up is yeah. I don't want to sit here and receive a um, a PDF or a JPEG or mm. whatever PNG mm. of a design suggestion mm. that's complete and mm. flat. Back to exactly. Flat design. Yeah. I want I want something that goes from the beginning because if you don't then we're, mm. you're not putting enough thought into things like you know how how is the, how is this for you know, the code ordered mm. um, are we including um, how is this going to look when it's shared on Facebook mm. what, if there's no images on this page where do we get an image from so that the thumbnail does look good mm. on Facebook because we know that's got a higher click through right. all these things don't come through from the flat mm. design we focus too much on the visual mm. and not enough on the user yep completely agree uh Number 12 is basically a call to use more colors. Uh, it's not really a trend. It's more of a something that... Yeah, <laughs> even says himself, a plea. It's a plea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, mm. um, they're one of our restriction problems is that we, you know, especially when you're with, dealing with the larger clients, then you've got a brand guidelines manual yeah. and you, you get told these are the hex numbers you've got mm. to work with. Mm. Um, so so this, this call to arms from him, this plea, mm. it's directed towards those of you out there that are 
you know, producing brand manuals rather than <laughs> right, design. Because yeah. the poor, you know, those of us that yeah. are working producing the designs or the websites, our hands are tied. Mm. We can't we can't use um, you know, 00 A 00 D one mm. when we feel mm. like it because mm. we've got to use 00 A D D because that's the that's the one that says <laughs> in the manual. Anyway, yeah. Uh, and the next one, the last one, actually uh, has to do with images again, but he's making a. An observation here that uh, vector images will start being used more. Mm. And I've always been fond of vector images. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, vector images are basically uh, images that can resize uh, and keep, uh, yeah, keep their quality, whatever size they are. Yeah, you've, you know. you're basically storing the mm. instructions of how mm. to draw something mm. in the file mm. rather than um, a photo mm. of the thing that you've yeah. created. But uh, yeah, but I don't see that many. These types of images are not being used a whole lot. The most types of images people use on websites are photos. Mm. And like we were saying, photos is, are still a problem with responsive. If we see people finding a way to make a photo into a vector image, mm. that would be awesome. Yeah, but right. but <laughs> we're no, not quite there yet. As far as logos go, mm. fair enough. This, sure. this is Logo, logos, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, Good vector point. logos. Yeah. Then, mm. I, then I'd mm. hope for that to be a, mm. a, a growing trend. Mm. Um, but what I'd, what I'd like to see here instead of vector... Mm. Um, I'd actually see, like to see um, CSS sprites as a trend because mm. um, yeah. even that's been around now for a few years mm. and we're seeing it you know, used an awful lot it's still far too often that I see new sites launched where they haven't used CSS sprites yes. and especially if you're designing for mobile and responsive websites yeah I mean you're faster loading anyway yeah I mean it's and, yeah. yeah I mean okay we've got a slightly there's a slightly um, higher development cost um, or maintenance costs because you've you've got to keep track of your sprite file and you know these all based on coordinates of where something is in that file. Mm. So if you if you muck up your sprite file, you you destroy how your site looks in its entirety. Right. Um, but balancing that with mm. how you can replace maybe fifty you know, call, fifty requests for for content, for mm. little images mm. with one, mm. that's that's mm. that makes an impact on um, you know the speed mm. response and speed of your site. Mm. I love that we're talking about this as well because I think a lot of people listening to the show are like designers and thinking of UX as something that is a design. But I think of it, we have to think about the whole experience mm -hmm. and that it is fast loading is the responsibility of the UX lead. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have to make sure that you've done everything and you have to know about CSS sprites. Yeah. You so you can encourage your development exactly, team to you use have to them at least be aware of point them. out when they haven't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is... I always... If I have... There's another trend. Yeah. Um, well, UX becoming... Mm -hmm even more aware of, of of how you implement the stuff it's, it's silo like breaking that, yeah, we, like we, we, we've got to mm. go across here mm. and say well okay for, for me to maintain the user mm. experience or increase it mm. then you know we've got to make this when I'm doing this responsive design mm. it can't be too meg downloaded of a G, you know of a 3G yeah. on a moving phone we've got to do something to mm. make this more usable mm. excellent point so maybe that should be one of our trends for the podcast that we're even more breaking down the silos <laughs> and helping people understand the technical issues involved in what they're building mm. and what they're uh, asking from the, the, their development teams. Yeah, Ma making clients more aware as well. Clients is, I mean, client awareness is, is I yeah. think, always um, one of the biggest challenges. There, mm. they know what they want already. Mm. <laughs> oh God! Wait, you know, we've gone through the list. That was we've that. gone through that the was, list. We did do uh, the entire list of thirteen. Mm. Mm. Plus the couple we had our, of our own at the beginning. 
And I do apologize if we sounded too <laughs> grumpy uh, across this, but it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, uh, Gannon has received a lot of positive feedback on this article as well. It's, I mean, all the different uh, subject areas we've covered are interesting to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and we've, we've attacked them and approached them from, from one of our viewpoints, but of course, uh, others of you will have d- another side of the story as well. Yeah. And your own 13 points yeah. to put in our ad. But uh, feel free to uh, contact us on Twitter on UX Podcast and uh, let us know who you want us to be interviewing uh, over this year. Or well. what do you want us to talk about? Yeah. yeah. What do you want to learn more about? Yeah. <laughs> and, and hear, see, see hear less we, about me. See if we can help. <laughs> Please talk less about responsive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so people, remember to keep moving. And see you on the other side. You've been listening to UX Podcasts with James Royal Lawson and Pear Axeboom. Visit uxpodcast.com for more episodes and to subscribe to the show. UX Podcast, moving the conversation beyond UX. UX.